0: Another episode of Snacks in the City. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome
1: back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Snacks, snacks is back. My gut reaction was to say "ay ay ay" at the end, just so you know. But I refrained because that would have been weird.
0: It's so <laughs> maybe next time though. Fiesta vibes. We should get some tequila. <laughs>
1: I actually have some tequila, but it's Thursday, so It's
0: yeah. still fucking Thursday. <laughs> and like, how is this week not over? I it has been a. fucking It's been Thursday week. for three days. Been a week. We're literally hanging on by a thread. Yep. So, like, with that being said, how you doing, Maddie?
1: You know what, Bree? <laughs> I'm gonna say something profound. <laughs> Please hit <laughs> me. Pen. With it.
0: Okay,
1: <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm fine enough to know that everyone's a little broken. That's beautiful. It's not an original thought. It's Lauren Elena's song, but you could just put it in quotes and then put Lauren
0: Elena, Maddie Grossetto. That's beautiful. Just mock it up in a little graphic. We'll put it on the grid. Like that's grid worthy. Um, is there anything you wanna? <laughs> Ask me <laughs> um how are you doing? Not well. To quote my favorite Dorinda from Housewives of New Jersey, New York. I'm sorry. I was like, is there a New Jersey? There is, but she wasn't on that show. Okay, I don't know anything. She's in New York, and she, um, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Not well. I quote it often, and I think today was a good day to bring that out of retirement. Um, yeah, I'm not okay. I was called out this morning for, quote, mean girl's bullshit. And I know what a lot of you are probably thinking. For you are a mean girl. And you got me there. (laughs) But one thing I'm not is, like, evil. And so I'm going to just, like, get up on my soapbox for one second, if you don't mind. I don't. I would like to just issue a public apology. It has been brought to my attention that some of my previous air quotes jokes are not jokes. They are just mean and also shit talking. And to quote the person who is very angry at me, mean girl's bullshit that I am better than. Like I am, I am funny and I can make a joke while being respectful. And I would like to be very clear, every joke I've ever made on this show has zero malice behind it um i'm never trying to embarrass someone or hurt their feelings or make them look stupid or make them the butt of the joke yeah we hope that like our avid
1: listeners have like understand our humor by now that we everything is brought back to us in our bitterness that we try to, like, make funny with the joke. I mean, we're right. working on not being so
0: bitter. But it's funny <laughs>
1: to just make a joke along the way to help right. us through.
0: So, like, as we navigate our 20s, like, there are just some things that are not fun or comfortable or nice to go through. Like, some of the shit we talk about, the episodes are funny. Like, I listen to them back and they make me laugh. And honestly, to me, that's like a little comfort blanket. Like I lived through this thing, Mm -hmm. and I was able to put a little sweet in it. I don't have to always look back on it, and it's like this big horrible, terrible thing. I was able to like find the light and make the joke. With that being said, that is my intention all the time. But I do understand that it's like I'm not going to be an asshole. It was brought to me in a way that like now I just feel bad like some of it is literally just cruel, cool, and like if the shoe were on the other foot I would be so upset to hear somebody like that I air quotes care about um or like have valued their friendship in some way at some time like it would absolutely suck to just hear them make jokes about my looks or my body or like intimate times we've shared And so for that, I am very sorry. And I just hope that, like, whether you're a new listener or an old listener, like, anything you've heard, I hope that it resonated with you in some way and you understood where we were coming from. Like, we're just doing that classic girl thing that's like, LOL, he didn't text me back. I'm really sad. But, like, whatever. He wasn't even that cute. I don't even care. Like, that's what the vibe is. Yeah. That's always the vibe
1: that, like, helps us make light of a situation that actually makes us feel
0: like bad unwanted <laughs> right like i totally understand from the other person's perspective that some of what i've said is like i am mean shit it gets a little brutal sometimes i'm not even going to like try to sugarcoat some of the shit that i've said in past episodes you know you just say it you're like ha 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 and you're not thinking like, oh, this person's going because to Because This it.
1: show is very off the cuff. It's not scripted. And while we can edit things out, we very rarely do.
0: Yeah, because I think that's the point. Like we want to show that we, we like to keep it. Real. Everyone has just like we did the episode Weak Bitch, Sad Bitch. And it's like sometimes you are a weak bitch and sometimes you're feeling sad. And I will very much own um, sometimes I'm very much feeling sad over things that I feel like I should not feel sad over anymore. So I'll just crack a joke. Mm-hmm. and then I just sound like an asshole and I'm sorry and I will work on that and I'll tr- I'm really going to try
2: and
1: that's all we can ask for hashtag growth hashtag growth
0: and um okay and like not to throw you under the bus but like there's a recent episode where we're talking about a boy not paying enough attention to you and we make the comment like well he should be so lucky that you're even paying attention to him at all yeah and it's like from the he other should be so lucky
1: any <laughs> and guy like,
0: should be so lucky that's how we feel and we're making a joke because obviously we're just like upset that it's like well why couldn't you just like text me back or take right. me on another date and it's like rather than i'm not gonna sit here and like that's not funny for the audience right. um to be like oh i just like when she would text me like yeah. you guys didn't sign up to like hear us pout you signed up to listen to us I mean, we sold you a comedy podcast. Make fun podcast. of ourselves and be funny. And so it's, like, unfortunate because these people are parts of our lives. So then they get tangled up in that. And it's just, like, not fun to listen to something and hear yourself be the butt of a joke. And for that, I really am sorry but like, I took something very big and serious and meaningful and, like, boiled it down to, like, a couple of punchlines that, like, suck. And I shouldn't have. And that is how you, like, that's weak we- bitch energy to, like, be like, oh, sorry, get over it. So, like, I'm owning it. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I'm and that's what we're here for.
0: Hashtag like, growth. Hashtag growth. Like, I'm owning it. <coughs> oh, my God. So, so much down. growth. <laughs> it's too much it's growth. I know, like, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, now I feel like we're back to normal. We made a dirty joke. And, like, I hope you know, like, also... Not to throw you under the bus again, but, like, Maddie had a similar situation where, like, somebody came to her and said, like, hey, that joke wasn't cool also. Like, it wasn't just me. We're tag team assholes. (laughs) But we're gonna really, I mean, I feel like this whole journey has, like, been us trying to be better and, like, be funny on the way. Like, that's just a reality of your mid-20s. I think we're getting to late. I'm knock, knock, knocking on 30s. I think I just hit late 20s. And it's, like, now it's just, like, not cute. To be, quote, what I was called this morning, Mean Girls Bullshit. I was called Mean Girls Bullshit. Which I do think the show is better than Mean Girls Bullshit, but, like, he's mad. I get it. Um,
1: Mean Girls, they would never own up to their shit.
0: Yeah, so, cheers to growth. And we'll try to, like, not... Be more vague. Right, like, we won't be so pointed. And, like, I don't know. It's still funny. My aunt calls me Venom, like literally a nickname of mine is Venom, and it's a family joke. Like, when my we gotta have my aunt on the show. Hi, Lisa, I love you. Oh my god, she should totally come. She should totally come on. But, like, she'll tell you, like, when my feelings are hurt, it is when I'm the most dangerous because I will literally say the most evil thing I can think of. And it's like a knee jerk reaction. Like, sometimes, like I was saying this earlier, sometimes I just spit shit out. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, God, that was gross. Why do you say these things? Yeah. It's been a problem my whole life. Like, you know, once upon a time, an ex-friend of mine called me a bitch. And I don't take kindly to being called names. So I stared directly at her stomach and I said, I could call you something, too. Do we want to play that game? You know, like, I just have a knack for saying really mean things in the heat of the moment. So I'm going to work on that. You guys can hold me accountable. I want to talk about something else
1: now. Okay, um, so who are you doing? Our choices, why don't you say the choices? The
0: choices were PPPPs. We had Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then we had Paige DeSorbo from the podcast The Giggly Squad, but also Summer House. So it's just like the battle of the Bravo Lebs. Oh my god, do not say Lebs. No, that's literally a thing. bravo celebrity. Oh, God. You're a celebrity on Bravo? All
1: right. I'm on DuPage. County. No. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. DuPage County. But someone actually told me that I remind them of her.
0: Wow, that's such a compliment. She's so pretty. I think it was more of, like,
1: um, how I act.
0: Oh cuz she's kind of just like a stone face bitch but also like a good time. Yeah. You don't watch Summer House so you don't know don't. Okay, while I do think that Paige is beautiful, I have to go with Portia. I just think that she is gorgeous and I literally wish that I looked like that. Wow. And I don't, so like I'll just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Paige did win. It was a tight race though. For the longest time it was like 50-50. And then it was going back and forth, back and forth. Like, every time I checked, there was a different winner. Um, but Paige did win 54%, Porsche 46. The men's. Friends before men's.
1: No. I'll never let that go. Um, who <laughs> uh, was it?
0: Peter Weber oh. and Patrick Dempsey. Obviously Patrick Dempsey. Obviously Patrick Dempsey. Okay. I would... Case closed. Die. For him. Also, I need you to know, this was probably the biggest difference in votes. Well, because Peter Weber is such a Six percent. Six percent. And honestly, I didn't look he Seems like who voted for him, but I'm gonna go look, and I just need to talk to you ladies, because I just want to know why. Yeah. Because Patrick Dempsey has literally been hot since his debut. Yeah. In case you were wondering, it's Camp I Me Love. Oh, I never thought. Amazing movie. All right, give me the top. <sighs> I'm <sighs> starting. I only on to Breaking news, hot off the press, like literally burning my fingers as we hold this phone, like hot news. That's going to make you very happy. Oh my God, what is it? Zach Daddy Efron is single again, baby. Oh, I did see that. And, like, conf- I mean, his camp didn't confirm, but a radio host that is a friend of his, he's living in Australia currently, Um I like, spoke to, to him yesterday. To I spoke to him yesterday, and he did confirm that he and model Vanessa Bayarderares. Whatever town he's it's going a lot to lot next, letters, I'm going to try to be a, a have, girl. Right? Like, I'm mean, be like, what's up? <sighs> She's so lucky, but, like, not anymore. Now it's my turn. Or yeah. yours, or just like, may the best bitch win, you know? Right. Um. Okay, S- step number two. Step story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hilary Duff is to star in a new show, How I Met Your Father, spin off to How I Met Your Mother. Okay, I
1: have a question. So, is it gonna be the same story, just told like an opposite?
0: Okay, so I don't think it's the same story, but it is the same setup. Like, she will take over that space of the character too. Oh, okay. So, she'll so, be the main character. Okay. And the show is based around her, the mom, telling the son how she met his father. Without, like, you, uh, it's going to be the same Cute. setup. You won't know who. I'm going to start watching Younger. I really love Hilary Duff. Hil- Somebody in the comments under this story was like, yes, in all caps, like a lot of S's. And was like, I would literally watch Hillary Duff fold fucking socks for two hours straight. Good for she him. is really. And I don't know. Do you know? Hold. There's something about her. She just has such a she's good so energy. down to earth. Like, I feel like she's, she's so always been herself. You know, like, like I love that. Like when she was them. giving
1: her fiance a blowjob on the balcony. She was
0: like, Yeah, I mean, somebody just gave you a fat diamond. Wouldn't you want to suck his dick too? And I was like, I wish that all celebrities would just, like, own shit like that. Yeah. No, And am going to get it taken down. Like, she's
1: like, yeah. No, frame it. Like, <laughs> I you mean, know? I
0: don't think
1: she's married to him. So,
0: anymore. season one will be 10 episodes long and it will be streaming on Hulu. Cool. I'm really to excited it. to watch. Okay, and story number three is honestly a hot fucking mess.
2: Okay.
1: The Demi Lovato. I was hoping you were going to talk about this. I have a lot
0: of feelings. Me too. It's just a lot to unpack. So for people who don't know, Demi Lovato is in recovery. She has been in recovery and, like, relapsed, and it's been a cycle for her since she got on the scene in Hollywood. Um She has an eating disorder. She struggles with anorexia and bulimia, and it is a constant battle for her um, as somebody who lives very closely with people who have eating disorders and has, like, had a little bit of my own journey myself. Like, it is really something that is so hard. It's very easy to slip back into those bad habits, and I fully get where she was coming from. Like, I think in general, America, we have this thing where we, like, associate weird words with food like this is good for you this is bad for you white rice is the devil but brown rice is totally fine these cookies are guilt free and this is like so that's what she was trying to call out because she went into this FroYo place the big chill in LA and she was like you know what i just want a little treaty treat as you do sometimes on a random saturday and she's like and then i got inside and i see all these different categories of ice cream And it's just, like, why? Why can't you just tell me the flavor and let me eat my fucking snack? Why do you have to have a dairy-free section and a sugar-free section? And she's, like, and I get that people have different diets and, like, these labels are necessary in some sense. But, like, don't put packaging out that says eat me guilt-free. I shouldn't feel guilt. Like, bodies are hungry. Bodies need to be fed. And, like, whether you want to eat a vegetable or a snack, like – I shouldn't feel bad for wanting to eat something. And then I went in there, and I just felt completely overwhelmed. And I was like, fuck it. And she left. And she was like, and then for the rest of the day and the rest of the weekend, I had a really hard time. That, like, triggered me, like, oh, my God, you should feel guilty. Why were you even getting the froyo? You don't need the froyo. You are so fat right now. And I was like, I fully get where she's coming from. But on the other end, like, they are dietary things. Like, I personally am going to want to know. I don't give one fuck about sugar-free no don't but like i do give some people do but like some people do like like, diabetes and that's what the company was saying they were like diabetics yeah that's (laughs) the word i'm looking for (laughs) (laughs) they were like you you know like some people need to know like if this is full sugar i cannot have it because it will throw my body into work um i personally choose to eat like you know a almost fully dairy-free life like that shit fucks me up i had a couple bites of mac and cheese and my stomach has not shut up since <laughs> See? she has a lot to say because she's literally like i'm sorry ma'am was that was that milk, milk <laughs> and cheese we're doing both because like i make mac and cheese but i usually get the vegan kind or if it's just annie's i feel like the organic cheese of it all i mean it's still powdered dust like maybe probably gonna give me cancer but like i use oat milk so then it's at least not like it was annie's auntie's? today." So, like, you know, my stomach is literally talking to me, like, ma'am, hi, why would you put milk in me? We don't do that around here. <laughs> so, like, I need that label because if the choice is dairy-free ice cream or just regular ice cream, yeah, or none, like, I need to know. If this is full dairy, I'm out. Depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what I'm going through at the time. So it's just, like, I feel bad because they are, like, a small business. And the people who are, like, strong, hardcore Demi fans are like, boycott that shit! And, like, now we're doing the thing, like, it's a pandemic and nobody's making money and we're attacking this small business and what if people boycott and they have to close their doors? But it's also, like... they I feel like they cater to everybody.
1: They can't... I mean, yeah. I don't get it. I've never been through it, so I really right. can't speak on it, but, but you are gonna see like, stuff like that. That is yeah. the world that we live in.
0: Okay, you and I to, feel you, you like I talked about ever? this in a
1: different episode. Because the like, there's, like, here's the diet section.
0: Right, where you can get the, like, lean cuisines, and here's the Weight Watchers, and here's the Atkins. Whatever, yeah. Like, you know? Um, but I feel like I said this in another episode. It's like, you just, I get where she's coming from, right. and I very much empathize with her struggle. But, like, you cannot expect the world to cater to your triggers. I very much have this issue on TikTok, this girl, this this one video really just set me off, like, she's, like, coming for this one creator and, like, really making a big scene because he didn't put trigger warnings on his videos, but, like, he's a food content creator. There's gonna be knives.
2: Right.
0: I'm cooking. You have to chop shit up to cook. Like, I really am so sorry that this girl had a terrible, terrible time with self-harm. And, like, seeing knives is triggering to her because she's like, oh, my God, a knife. I need to cut myself. That sucks. It really does. But you can't, like, cancel people or, like, try to take away someone's art or, like, means to an end. Like, you can't take away someone's livelihood. Like, this is how this kid makes money.
1: Right.
0: He's using the money he makes from TikTok, you know, to, like, help pay for college. You can't take that away from him because you don't want to see nice You got to do the better job. It's like, Demi, then I'm so sorry. And I hate to sound like a bitch, but it's like, you don't win this one. Right. They're not going to change their whole thing because you specifically have an eating disorder. You just have to be mindful of, like, what you can and can't have. What's going to make you spiral and what's going to make you feel okay. Like, you have to get a handle on that. And, like, unfortunately, it's similar to what she did, like, I mean, we all are guilty of, like, being reactionary and, like, maybe sending out a text that you shouldn't or saying some shit on the podcast that you shouldn't or putting something in your Instagram story that's shady for no reason. Like, she did that and she's human, but, like, she's doing this, like, double down thing that's weird. And it's, like, yeah. you have a trigger and that's fine. And you did the right thing by leaving the space. That's all you can do. And right. it's, like... Unfortunately, then go to the store and keep your house stocked with things that make you feel okay.
2: Right,
0: because so that's what we did at my house.
1: Yeah, and I just like, don't get why now, like why this specific? It, it, it's everywhere. They have guilt-free anything everywhere, yeah. and it's just like why? Why isn't it's she just like unfortunate cuisine. Why? is it got to say lean And
0: she's like, well, that's what I do. I use my platform and I talk about things when I feel them. And, like, I understand that I was reactionary and, like, I missed the mark on this one. But, like, it is fucked up that they have cookies in their store that say, eat me guilt-free. Well, some people want to see that. And then the brand of the cookie responded. And it's like, no, if you read the package, though, it says, eat me guilt-free. And underneath it, it says, you deserve to enjoy a cookie when you want to enjoy a cookie. You don't need to feel guilt. Please, please give yourself this treat. You don't need to be so restrictive all the time. And so, it's like, it's fucked up because I see both sides. Yeah. But like, oh no, you can't, you can't attack the world. It's like, you're not gonna, the company is, li- it's literally in their name. Like, they're called guilt-free cookies. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not gonna change it because you felt upset one time. Yeah. And you didn't even read the whole package. I just almost said something so mean, not to Demi Lovato, I love her. I do too. But Um
1: Are you ready to get into the topic at hand? Mm-hmm. We have a one I think it I mean, we've done a lot of interviews so mm-hmm. far. I know, 70%. we're really being guesty girls. Yeah, and this one, I mean, they've all been so good. This one is so, so good. good. It's just so enlightening. So the whole topic for today is everyone's new thing is like normalize this can we normalize and i just feel like
0: can we normalize getting rid of normal because everyone has their
2: own personal ask
0: anybody what's normal you're gonna sample 50 people you're gonna get 50 different answers yeah there is no such thing as normal so we here at snacks would like to normalize Getting rid of normal. Yeah. There's no such thing. I
1: mean, everyone has their own personal normal.
0: And our guest really has... We, I won't spoil it. I'll let her get into it. But she has a different word to use. Rather than normal, just like change up your mental space. Change how you're thinking about it. Change the vocabulary. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. She is literally everything. Who's Brandy Lewis. I had the pleasure of meeting her when I was in sixth grade. Um, I know. Just, like, a young... And, like, I feel so cheesy, but my friendship with Brandy over the years has really, really evolved, and it's really something special to me, and it was really such a big deal to me to, like, ask her to be on the show. I'm so excited to just, like, get into it all with her. Um, but I met her in sixth grade, and I was, like, moving back here from Michigan. Like, I didn't have any friends. Um Yeah. <laughs> And it was just, like, a weird time for me. And, like, I moved from a school that was, like, a very diverse school. Like, there was lots of kids of lots of different kinds of ethnicities to moving back to just where I was the only black child in any of my classes. And it, so it was just, like, a little bit of a shock for me to, like, go from I've got a handful of friends who are a bunch of different colors to moving here and I was, like, Okay. <laughs> so I just was like going through a thing. And Brandy is older than me. She was in eighth grade, I think, at the time, maybe. I do actually remember. She was only a
2: year older though.
0: I think she was maybe in seventh grade. We went to school for two years together. But I just remember always saying, I was like, okay, I'm going to be Brandy Lewis. I'm going to be the next Brandy. Like, it's going to be because she was so cool and everyone liked her so much. And I was like, okay, that's me. And I really just, like, looked up to her before I ever even spoke one word to her. I just, like, latched onto her because she was, like, something familiar to me, even though she was literally a stranger. But she never thought I was weird for that. And she always just made me feel comfortable. Good. And she has literally been a light in my life. And I hope that once you guys listen to this episode, you'll you'll get it. You'll get it. So, we'll be right back with our guest. Okay, and we're back with our guests. I'm literally so excited. We're talking to one of my most favorite humans in the whole world. Um, We're talking with Brandy Lewis. She is an old friend of mine. I think that I met Brandy when I was in sixth grade, which is actually crazy. Brandy, I don't know if you even know this. I used to literally tell people around the school, like, well, when she graduates, like, I'm going to be the next Brandy. Because I was what? just like, she is so cool and she's black like me and everybody loves her and the one favorite. <laughs> yeah. I
2: was
0: like, You guys, I'm it's me. I'm next up. So I just have always thought you were everything. Um mm-hmm. and then we like became actual friends and I was like, Okay, but she's actually everything. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, so Brandi is, like super cool. She was like Moved to LA and I'm insanely jealous. Same. Um, so Brandy, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and like
2: life in LA and working in media and your cute dog? Oh, yeah, he's actually not my dog anymore. So that's like a oh, whole other oh situation. Oh my god. But, uh, um, I actually would have been living in LA for six years on the 26th wow. of this month, wow. which is like damn (laughs) um but granted like I left for a while because I got sick um but I've been here losing all my money to this rent and Mm -hmm. luckily I work in media so just basically planning campaigns for movies and stuff like that and that's putting the commercials on TV which has been really fun and exciting. Um, and I get a bunch of free shit, so it works out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, on the side, I I write for Obi when I feel like writing. Um, and then also kind of like on my Instagram, just talk a lot about um, disability rights and like patient advocacy and just like kind of being open about like my struggles and everything, along with also like mental health. So just trying to being yeah. me taking it day by day, <laughs> um which by the way, everything you do, I always read
0: it, and I'm like, Yes, like I don't know how to explain it, but you are just like such a small little person, but you've been through so many things, and you have so many great things to say about so many things, so I think most recently, you just did a really open interview about like mental health and things of that nature. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So um, actually that photo shoot, that's my third time shooting with her. And she actually is a therapist for the VA. And she does like photography on the side. And she has this um, grant and it's called like the couch. And so she invites people to come and talk about mental health and like their issues with it and like their journey, through healing, and recovery And so she like came in and she's like, "How have you been?" And I was like, "Depressed." (laughs) Um, I'm like, "I'm a depressed ass. How like I'm struggling." Um, But basically, just opened up about my struggles with anxiety and like, massive depression. I have MDD, so like I take medication for it. I have, um, I go to therapy once a week now because I realized that my depression had got to a point where it started seeping into all of my other relationships mm. and it wasn't just affecting me anymore and so it, that was kind of a wake-up call um and so I just kind of wanted to erase the stigma especially like being black it's like oh just mm. pray pray yes. to god <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. like bitch that ain't working <laughs> it's like, um, so I tried that
2: <laughs> yeah dot, like dot, I've dot. been doing that but like I don't really know if he's listening listening or like if he <laughs> keeps like kind of make me a testimony but like I didn't really ask for this um but it's just been interesting and I kind of wanted to just be open about um me and like my issues with like suicide and things of that nature um I don't know if you need to say true warning but like <laughs> um yeah I gave myself a year to live back in 2017 after my last attempt in like I was like, I'll just do everything possible. I'll stop trying to self-heal like heal and meditate, and I'll just do what I need to do. And if at the end of that, if I don't feel any better, then, like, peace out. Mm-hmm. But, like, halfway through, I just, like, kind of stopped caring because, like, I had been living my life so much because of my health issues, and, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't dance anymore. I stopped doing certain things and, like, tried to, like, not push myself because I knew it would take days to recover. And at the time, I still didn't know what was wrong with me. Like, the doctors were still telling me, like, girl, you're stressed. And I'm like, no. (laughs) There's something wrong. There's something more going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously, we later found out that, like, I have autoimmune disease and stuff like that. So, like, bitch, I wasn't like. um, But, yeah. So, I started just, like, doing everything I wanted to do. I started visiting home or spending more time with my friends. Eating whatever I wanted, drinking a lot, <laughs> and like going out. And like six eight, six months in, I got really sick. And so I had been feeling good and I'm like, yeah, I can live life. This is great. And then I got sick and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Then like went into rehab for my body. And then I had to um, quit my job or like go in like FMLA, move in with my mom. Then I like was in Arizona. And I tore, basically I tore my ass, but like the muscle that connects (laughs) you to your leg, I tore that. Um, And like I spent three days in the ER and like that was like a terrible experience. Like people don't realize the amount of like medical trauma you get as a young black woman. Because like, first of all, I look like I'm twelve. So then like you have a young black girl coming in saying she's been having all this pain because you can't really figure it out. So they automatically assume that you want drugs. And I'm like, no, I'm in a lot of pain. And like, I couldn't go to the bathroom. So I sat in the ER for three days. The one doctor kept changing my medication because he thought I was lying. And then they finally like, gave me an MRI and then found out that like, no, I had tore my hips and like, yes. I had to get like a catheter. It was like a whole thing. Oh, and so like, I was just like, why can't you just listen? (laughs) Yeah. So, like, that's kind of, like, why I, like, talk so much on my social media um, just about um, patient advocacy. Because, like, I'm lucky. Like, I have a mom who's a nurse. So, like, when doctors try to, like, spew BS, she can, like, easily cut through it. But, like, when my mom's not there, like, it's a lot easier for them to just, like, dismiss me. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, over time. Like, I've been sick since I was 20. 21 and so like I'm about to be 29 pushing up on that 30 um and so like just kind of just trying to survive day by day if it's not like my health trying to kill me then it's like mentally like struggling to like stay alive and so I just try to be very open and vocal about it because for a while. I really was trying to be more private about what was going on because like we didn't know what was going on. We had no diagnosis and everyone kept sending me like their yoga and like celery juice (laughs) and like all these things to cure me. And I'm like, well, they don't even know what's wrong. So I was like, I'm just going to stop talking about my health issues. And then I did like a photo shoot to remind myself like, bitch, you are bad. Like you don't need to like, so what, your legs don't work. Like, you can still do whatever. Um, and then that kind of, like, being open about that caused a lot of backlash because people assume that if you're in a wheelchair, then you're paralyzed. And it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about
1: that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I'm like, there's ambulatory wheelchair users. And so, like, just trying to change the... And, like, reframe people's mindset on the way that things should be. Or, like, this is what... I think something is. This is what normal is. So like the only portrays that I see of someone in a wheelchair is like their spine, they got like a spinal cord injury and they're paralyzed. And it's like, no, a person can change their mobility age day by day. Like literally my room looks like a medical <laughs> store. Like I have crutches, I have a cane, I have a wheelchair, I have a rollator and like As I've gotten better, I've been able to transition. So, like, I don't use my wheelchair as much anymore or at all. But I do know that if I get really sick again, I'm going to have to use my wheelchair that day or Mm -hmm. that week or that month. And so, I think people kind of, when they don't understand something, they kind of, mm, how do I say this? Assume that it's a fraud. Like, if it doesn't yeah. fit their mindset or, like, the way that it should be, it's a scam, you're fraud. Yes. you're faking, you want attention, and all of this other shit.
0: <laughs> I remember a time we were hanging out, like, mm-hmm. years ago, and you were just first coming off of, like, that first really bad time you got sick. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you had just come home from Iowa, and that's when we got really close, like, going yeah. to um, Harper together. Harper. And we were hanging out, and I remember, like, a girl you were very good friends with. I, honestly, that was my first, like, (laughs) look into how people just, like, have this idea of normal. And, like, you Mm -hmm. were saying, like, oh, if you're in a wheelchair, that means this. If you're using crutches, that means this. Like, there's no wiggle room in between. This girl was, like, such good friends with you. And it, like, Mm -hmm. somehow came out. I don't remember if she said it to you or if she said it to someone, and then it just, like, got back to you. But she basically accused you of faking all your sickness and it's like well one day she's got crutches and one day she's fine and it's just like exhausting like she's always sick and like finding a reason to like get people to pay attention to her and I was like
2: how how (laughs)
0: like you can't fake being in the hospital like I remember watching those like that first round of videos you put out and you were like literally celebrating being able to like move your hands. Yeah, like, like you had to relearn to walk. So to me, it's to like to walk, when people right. give you that weird like why would you It's like
1: that.
2: That's because like a lot.
1: That's a lot of lying that you would have. To a do. lot of lying. <laughs> like,
2: and like, it's so exhausting. I would rather yeah. just live my life like I had been living. Right. <laughs> like, who has
0: the energy? I yeah, money. Like, why would you <laughs> go to <laughs> physical therapy <laughs> buy all Drinks. this medical stuff? Drowning in debt. (laughs) Like, you know what? I feel like doing today, spending thousands of dollars for clout from people that I don't care about. Like, what?
2: (laughs) Yes, literally makes no sense. But yeah, no, she said that to me because I didn't feel good doing one thing. So I didn't do that with her. But then the person I was with at the time wanted me to go out to like meet their friends. And like, I was like, I don't feel good. And like, I was like throwing up. At the place that we were at. Oh, God. And so she saw that I was out and was basically like, you're not really sick Like, you just want to be sick when you want to be. It was, like, really fucked up. And <laughs> I remember, like, is,
0: discussing it and I was like, how?
2: Yeah. yeah. How? Like, and I still can't. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I've heard that so much from doctors and, like, to have somebody that was so close to me and like who had been there through everything to really say that to me I was just like oh no and like since then I've had to lose friends you know from people saying like this is just inconvenient this is such an inconvenience for me and I'm like you're not living it (laughs) (laughs) like it's more of an inconvenience to me and like I get it's frustrating and I feel like I get at times people feel really hopeless. And like, they don't really know what to say. And sometimes the stuff they say is really ableist. (laughs) And like, I feel like the only reason you would know is if you're exposed to it. And so like, I feel like when I think back to her, I don't feel as angry. I just like, and, like, she didn't know any better. And, like, at times, yeah, I'm like, well, bitch, you could choke. But, like, <laughs> really. I, then I, like, really sit back and I'm like, okay, Brittany, that was really reactive. Like, really think about it. Like, you guys were young. And, like, she was just angry and upset Then felt like I was betraying her. Or, like, I knew that her saying that had nothing to do with me. It was strictly on how she felt about herself and about our friendship. And yeah. so like, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's like your that's because you have those insecurities and you have these feelings. But like I, I would kill to just be able to dance again. I would kill to not have to like have be drowning in medical debt and have yeah. people tell me that like I just want drugs and like I I'm, I'm just stressed out or something like that. And like now, even though I have a diagnosis and I know it's wrong and like you go through different phases of having to prove your validity of existing and like even with the pandemic like the first 60 days i wasn't allowed to leave the house because oh, yeah. i'm immunocompromised and my yeah. doctor was like you can't leave i couldn't go to my doctor's appointments couldn't go to pt couldn't get my groceries and at the time i just started a diet uh, an autoimmune protocol it was a lifestyle not a diet um <laughs> And I couldn't eat like a lot of things. It, oh my gosh! It was yeah. elimination for ninety days. So like yeah, everyone was like, like, "This is crazy."
0: Nice. Story. I would like post something like out to eat or something, and she'd be like, "Was it so good? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, it is oh, <laughs> what did it taste like?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I forgot. I like I remember yeah. celebrating. She like introduced potatoes or something. I was like, "I hope you yes. have like so many fries today." Yeah.
2: No, I like don't even do that freaking diet anymore I started reintroducing stuff and like didn't have as bad as a reaction so then I just went ham and now I've gained all the 45 pounds back (laughs) (laughs) I feel like crap again so I'm just trying to do things in moderation and I think because I kept trying to get back to eating my normal schedule eating the normal foods I used to do or I even still say like now like I want to go back and like I want to be normal again so I can dance and like I think it's just more about adjusting my mindset on like what normal is because like really what is normal like exactly it's just more so of like I lo- like to look at it as baseline because after everything that I've been through I'm never going to get to the quote-unquote normal that I was 20 10 years ago you know what I mean like there's yes. no way I'm going to be able to take a modern or ballet class. I can barely walk down a block. Like, that's just <laughs> not, that's, I'm never going to hit that baseline. But like, I'm just accepting where I'm at today and like appreciating my body to get me where I, where it's got me today. It's been through a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and like it could have got, gave it out back then, but it didn't. And so, luckily, I am at a point where I am, Not afraid to ask for accommodations because legally that's what you're supposed to have. I feel like a lot of times people look at me and the way I live my life and they're like, You're so inspiring. And sometimes, like, I get it. Like, if you know me, you know what I've been through. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. it's inspiring. But some people are like, Oh my God, you're like brushing your teeth. And I'm like, Yeah, like, don't you brush your teeth? Like, it's not that, it's not that like inspiring, you know? I think it's just more so of like, change the way of looking at, like, the way that I am, like, me having a disability is bad, and, like, think about the bad thing is not that I have to do a GoFundMe to pay for X, Y, Z. The bad thing should be that, like, we have all these systemic things that are put in place to make it difficult for people with disabilities or anything, even, like, being in poverty, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. those things are sad, and, like, are unfortunate at times but like it is like you can't really necessarily change that like the things we can change are the policies and the barriers and like you don't need to have 50,000 stairs that look cool like you could have a ramp you can have an elevator and then people can experience life the same way, same way that you do and then maybe you will see it as quote-unquote an inspiration you know oh what I mean? my god yeah yeah I
0: think that Truly, being friends with you has like changed my idea of like what disabled looks like. Like mm-hmm. I for sure was guilty of like, Oh my God, that person's in a wheelchair. They must be so sad. And it's like, no, yeah, you can have like a happy, fully fulfilling life. Yeah. With a disability. Like I think the way that normal air quotes is makes it seem like if you can't do every single thing just like the person next to you, then like you're at this crazy disadvantage and everything is yeah. so sad. It's like why mm-hmm. all the doom and gloom, like I yeah very much encourage everyone to just like go look at Brandy's Instagram. Like she's disabled and it has changed her life, but like her life is by no means bad. Like at all. Right. Like I almost daily I'm like, damn I wish I was <laughs> I wish
2: I was living my life that way. I wish that's what I was doing.
0: Like you have a cool job. You have well. I don't know. Are you? Do you have a boyfriend? Because
2: I know I you do. definitely. Do. I do got a boo, and he's a physical therapist. Oh wow! Um, no. like, I know, and like he's a physical therapist. He also does like research, That's hot. and like works for like the health department. And so like he's great. I love him. Um, and I met him during the pandemic. Who would have thought? Um, oh, that's, that's so lucky. You're so lucky. Yeah, I got really lucky with this one. Um, in during I pandemic. Ass. Like, what? <laughs> he a full ass boyfriend. And I'm like, you know, I found. He has a full ass. He might have a flat ass. No, he's got a fat ass. Woo!
0: ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't want to put a label on it, but I definitely have seen a man in your Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <yes. So. laughs> Best okay, fiber. wait, let's talk about that though. Like, your experience with dating. Oh, Do lovely. you ever get like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a story there. Like what was that like oh. before you found Bay? What was what was happening there?
2: So it was truly, truly a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it took a while because I also had to do a lot of like unlearning and relearning. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of just like how I exist every day because there are a lot of like biases I may have about myself or like, you know, internalized ableism and things like that were like I have to unlearn. So for a while I just like wasn't dating because I was like, Oh, I'm a sick girl. and I was like, bitch, they don't love you, what are you talking about? So like you have to like <laughs> unlearn those things and but then I like on the dating apps and guys would be like, Oh, are you is that wheelchair for Instagram photos or like like, I see you in a wheelchair. Can you still fuck? Like, literally, <gasps> these are... Oh, yeah. Dudes are bold. I've had guys who oh like, oh, wait, I, I literally met with a guy once, and he was like, oh, wait, I didn't realize you were in a wheelchair. I was like, did you look at my profile? Like, I'm oh just God. very confused. A guy wanted to do it in my chair, and I was like, oh, my oh God, my this God. is getting really weird. <laughs> um,
0: Oh, my God. Wait, yeah. do people have, like, weird fetishes? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, a wheelchair boner?
2: Yeah, like, a 100%. Wow. Like, because sometimes people, I forget what it's called. There's, like, a specific word for it. And, like, they just kind of, like, like the fact that, like, they kind of want to, like, infantile you, I guess. It's it's mm-hmm. really, I mean, I'm not going to guess nobody's young. But, like, <laughs> it ain't for me. <laughs> um, And so, like, that's really wow. hard because guys like to be, like, Captain Sablehole. And, like, really feel like Sable. they are like the greatest thing like oh i'm such a good person because like i'm dating this girl in a wheelchair and i'm like you should be lucky to date me I right? oh, this, this ass is fat okay right i don't need this from you but like you really on oh, package oh thank you with kevin it was i just remember seeing his profile we met on hinge and i had been talking to other guys and i saw him and i was just like He looks really nice and, like, really kind. And then we, like, were having conversations. And it was never, like, focusing on my health problems. Like, granted, he went and, like, watched a keynote speech I did about, like, little victories and stuff like that, talking about my health and, like, being able to feel your emotions so that you can, like, move through life and, like, patience, commitment, consistency, yada, yada, yada. And he watched that and was like, "I watched it. I would like to talk to you about like how I felt, but like hands I've been seeing a lot send a longer message." So I was like intrigued. I was like, "What kind of man goes out and searches for these things and like actually yeah. watches me talk for like 45 minutes to an hour?" Wow. So we started talking, and like he briefly was like, "I'm a physical therapist," and like it was like a quick thing about my house. But then everything else was just about. Music and like our interests and like we were talking about like deep stuff. It wasn't like oh, what's your favorite color? It's like on a scale of one to ten, how toxic, how fragile is your masculinity? Like those are the conversations we <laughs> were having. A really good question that to really ask. Question. Yes, definitely ask it because y- you'll get some interesting answers. Um, but he answered really good and like was really honest and like it's just been so nice to have like an open and vulnerable relationship. Like I don't have to. Pretend to be anything else. Like, he calls me out when, like, I try to, like, toughen up and, like, oh no, like, I'm not tired. And he's like, your foot's dragging, like, your gate is off, like, stop lying, stop. And so, like, it's, I feel really fortunate to, like, have found him. Um, so I feel like through all the BS that I dealt with, of, like, the crazy messages, guys being like, oh, could I still, like, hit it from this way? Like, guys are so, what so bold? <laughs> so incredibly bold! I wish I, I'll probably have to send you guys some screenshots that I've taken. A oh my god! Yeah, guys are so incredibly bold, um, yeah, and they will look like a foot too. So I'm really like, you really reaching? You are really <laughs> reaching. <laughs> like I, I feel like they get so their ego gets so big because they're like, oh, you don't have any options. You have to talk to me, and I'm like, baby, there's a line, okay? That don't was just get it say, twisted. You <laughs> don't get it twisted. Just because was disabled, don't mean they need to be with you. <laughs> um, um, what? God, like, but yeah, it's bad. probably like the same as you guys deal with with the apps and the guys. But like, I feel like people are ten times more bold. Cause you have people say like, "Oh, I've never been with a black girl." But then they also throw, I'm like, oh, I've never done a girl in a wheelchair. And I'm like, well, you ain't about to do one either. Like, I have to you. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Wait, I didn't even think about that. I get that so much that, like, oh, my God. I'm just, like, I've never dated a black girl. i have just, you are so pretty to be black. Yeah. Like, I usually am just, what's crazy to me is that people think that's a compliment. Like, you know what? I am normally not attracted to black women ever. Like you, yes. you, it's like,
2: okay, oh. that's not nice. That I, def- I don't, that's not nice. Yeah, no, I definitely get the one of, what are you mixed with? Because oh, people yes. assume that one of my parents is not black. And that's why I'm so quote unquote beautiful. Um, what? Yes. And I've had oh. numerous occasions, especially in like Ubers, because like I couldn't drive for a long time. And people are like, oh, what are you? And I'm like, black. They're like, no, like, where's your family from? Chicago. No, <laughs> like, like, what are your parents? And I'm like, black and black. black? I'm black mixed with black. Oh. Like, there's nothing else. And they're like, really? You're so beautiful. Oh my god, you're breathtaking. Your smile. Like, are you right. sure you're not? And then name some X Y Z race that I'm not, or heritage. And I'm like, nah, I'm just black. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> It's so crazy. Maddie and I were just laughing because one time we were at the mall, and it's like some little man at the kiosk, like trying to sell us straighteners, was like,
2: "Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Where are you from?"
0: And I was like, "I'm just black. I don't, (laughs) I don't know how to answer that." Here,
2: yeah, here I'm
0: from. Here we're in Schomburg. I live 20 minutes away. Like, (laughs) and he was like, "No, but like what country?" And I was like. US of A, sir. I I am black and he's like But what's crazy it's like, okay, but like where are your parents from? Like, um also, also here.
2: here. Also here.
0: <laughs> like as far back as I know here. So just like maybe not. Yeah. What's crazy is like the idea of like what is traditionally pretty in mm-hmm. so many people is like if you don't look like Taylor Swift and somebody calls you pretty, it's like this gift. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you don't look like this tiny little box of people that look like this. So it's just like, do you feel so lucky to still be called pretty? And I'm like, no, actually, it makes me not want to talk to you at all because, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not pretty for uh, insert literally anything. Like I
2: hate that. Like, oh, yeah.
0: you're in a wheelchair, but you're still so cute. Like, I'm still so sh- shockingly so interested. You're like, so hot. Like, you're, it oh, says you're in a wheelchair. To wheelchair. Say that you don't have like, to you're not pretty for a disabled girl. You're not pretty for a fat girl. You're not pretty for, oh my god, I normally hate girls with big curly hair,
2: but Maddie, you are really doing it for me today. Like, no, shut yeah. up. I'm just pretty. Yeah. You just say I'm pretty. And, like, I feel like, I think, I, I like that you said that about, like, Maddie and her hair, because I think sometimes get people get caught up and don't realize that, like, we all kind of witness those things. I mean, granted, it's more heightened for other people you know like some things people may say to me they may say something 10 times worse to like you brie for example because like we're not the same Mm shade. and like i think back to like the relearning and like changing my mindset of normal like when we were back in school and like in predominantly white area i don't know if you guys we don't say what high school we went to but when we were like in middle school and high school (laughs) um I 100% that I was, like, the ugliest bitch alive. Like, it, oh took, my God. it took me, me too, so, Brandy. so, so, so long to realize, like, no, you're not ugly. You're just, like, you have this othering effect because, like, no yeah. one else looks like you. And, like, everybody else is talking to somebody else. But, like, you totally. <laughs> are just there. And then, like, when I went to college and, like, I honestly had, like, a lot of, like, internalized identity issues (laughs) and once I like left and went away like I I kind of like recognized that and then like really started accepting me and like stop taking people's compliments as like a like oh my god like this is the greatest thing like this guy said he's never been with a black girl and like he thinks I'm so pretty and now I'm like literally baby boy (laughs) I'm so embarrassed literally in
0: back in the MySpace days, you know, you could like make one thing, like your title, like where your Mm -hmm. name could go. And then there was like that next line, depending on you know, your thing you chose. I always chose one that had like a second little line to write like a little mini about me before my Mm -hmm. actual about me. Because like, I always have so much to say. And I used to (laughs) literally put like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) do. I used to put Brianna Irene, so big. And then under it, I put pretty for a black girl like it was in my myspace like I was advertising like white boys like me as if that like made me cooler yeah crazy
2: it's like you go through being in like suburb like in the suburbs like it's completely different and like you start like trying to assimilate to certain things and like
0: Like, the time I fried off all my hair, trying to make it completely straight. Oh,
2: my God. When I was like, I can't cut my hair. Everyone thinks I'm a pretty girl with long hair. And then I shaved my head off, and everyone was like, oh, my God, why'd you do that? Because I wanted my hair to be curly. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like,
0: I haven't done anything to my hair, like, with heat or chemicals in probably, we're knocking on, I think, six years
2: now. And I'm not kidding,
0: my hair, wet, is still not just, like, fully curly. Like, I fucked it up so bad.
2: Yeah, I honestly just damaged, I have so much heat damage on my hair, and, like, I probably should shave it off for the third time, but I just can't go through the growing out phase again, so I'm just, like, trying to, because I wanted to, like, have a break and, like, swing my hair. And like, I regret it deeply. I should have just let Kevin freaking pay for me to get faux locks, and my hair would still be good. But like now, <laughs> it's like curly, then straight, and then curly. And I was like, dang, it's never going to get back to that baseline. <laughs> <laughs> we are past oh. the line. Ugh, oh, I'm having
0: so much fun talking to you. I wish that you could just be on our episodes all the time.
2: Oh, thank you. I know it's so good to see, like, hear from you guys. Like, it's <laughs> I know been so long. I've been home in so long. <laughs> so long, Brandy. Oh, it's but I'm coming so home in June and July. We should link up because I'm back in West and ready for hot girl summer because I haven't had a summer in like two and a half, three years because of my health is in Rona. And Ronisha is not going to take me. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I got the vaccines. I'm ready for life. So Good. I'll hit life you Life is up. ready for you. Yeah. I hope so. (laughs) Because I really. Thank you so
0: much for just talking with us and sharing your experience. And honestly, just everyone, in case you didn't get it, just like, fuck normal, it's not real. And whatever you're doing
2: is. Everyone has their own normal. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Everyone's got their own baseline, you know? Like.
0: Yeah, I gotta start using that more often. Baseline. Let's normalize
2: saying baseline. Because yeah. I feel like when you keep trying to get back to your normal, like, you'll really, like, beat yourself down mentally and physically to, like, attain something that you may never get to. So, like, just trying to create a new baseline that, like, you can comfortably live and be happy with should be the main goal. Yeah. Or at least that's okay. how I like, that's like to look club.
0: at it. <laughs> Every time we do an interview, I'm always looking for the money quote that's, like, the one that's going to really draw people into the episode. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's the one. That's the Thank one. Thank you so
2: much. You're welcome. Let's like, do her you blabble for like thirty minutes, and then at the very end, she grabs a little jump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, literally everything you were saying, I was thinking in my head. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna clip to put on the Instagram because it's all good. Yeah. But I think that baseline quote was just like
2: the perfect one. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like just you summed up
0: the whole talk in that little. Bit. And I love that about you
2: because you really have the ability to do that. Thank you don't you. miss. Thank you guys for having me. Like this is a great way to start my Saturday and like catching up. And like, yeah, up go have yourself a day. have yourself a day. Yeah, you have have, yourself yourself a, day a, day. And have a drink from us. Yes, mm-hmm. I can't drink, but I will. Give, I will cheers you with a bottle of water, <laughs> 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 and then take at least two shots for me.
0: Oh, absolutely. We'll put it in the Insta for you. You'll know we're not big.
2: (laughs) Okay, but we
0: love you and we'll definitely be chatting again. Thank you.
2: Love you guys. Bye.
1: We hope you all enjoyed that very enlightening and funny and just so
0: real real
1: interview that we had with Brandy.
0: Um, Literally, she's everything. Don't Don't forget. Follow um, her.
1: Puffalophagus?
0: There you go. At Puffalophagus. Um, We'll tag
1: her in the stuff.
0: We'll put all of her info in the bio. And so from our other guest, Mary-Kate from Obvi, Brandy speaks and writes for Obvi all the time. So if you haven't already, make sure you follow Obvi. And then we'll tag all of Brandy's things Mm -hmm. in the um, episode description. Um, I highly, 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 highly recommend Just taking a peek at her last photo shoot slash interview thing she did, and she gets very candid about mental health. Um, It's moving, to say the least. She's literally everything. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.
1: And And you can follow (laughs) us
0: on Instagram at underscore
1: snacks in the city. You can follow us on Twitter at snacks underscore in the city and our personal handles on each platform are at Maddie Grissetto and at Brianna underscore Irene. And we hope you have a great week because I'm sure you're probably listening to this on Sunday night or Monday morning. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we forgot <laughs> our sign off. Hashtag
2: snacks. Nope. snacks. <laughs> <laughs>